0: Welcome to the Next Level Faith podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland, best-selling author and life coach. Join me each week to learn more about the strategies, tools, and mindset needed to arise from the overwhelm and live a joyful life you love. To learn how you can work with me further or to get your copy of my book, Arise and Shine, check out www.juliannekirkland.com. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode because the best version of you begins on your next level of faith. Dana Lewis empowers people to stop faking fine and to live out their purpose over protocol. When Dana tragically lost her husband and the father of her three boys to cancer in 2013, she nearly suffocated living by the should-dos of others. Today, she shares the lessons of a thriving, active life through one-on-one coaching and corporate workshops. Her approach to lifestyle wellness includes a focus on stress management, a growth mindset, in your microbiome. Dana has a master's degree in mechanical engineering, but her real credit is mastering the daily habits that deliver consistent results. Her methods help others find more joy, energy, and success. I am so excited to welcome Dana Lewis to the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Next Level Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Julianne Kirkland. And y'all, what? I'm so excited about today. I have been wanting to have Dana Lewis on this podcast for quite some time. <laughs> it's like, you know, the world just conspires against you when 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 they know, when the world knows that you're going to have some like awesome juicy things to talk about and just glorify God in the process. But she's here today, everybody. So get excited because I'm so excited to have you, Dana. Welcome. I am so excited to be here and just chat with you. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's get after it. Yeah. So Dana is a part of this series of Ordinary Women Overcoming Extraordinary Obstacles. And um, I met Dana, what, two years ago? Yeah. I think something like that. Something like that. Um, And she has just blown me away with how steadfast she is. Um, I have that on um, a necklace that I wear from um, Yvonne. Yeah. Blessed and faithful. Uh, Shameless plug right there. Um, (laughs) But. being steadfast, you know, when you look that up, it means immovable. And I mean, Dana has been, which I'm not going to share all her story. I'm going to allow her to share, but she has been through some like rock your foundation, rock you to the core life, you know, which so many of us have had these extraordinary circumstances that were meant to take us out. And um, Dana has just been immovable you know and um just talk about that today Dana what what are some things that you've overcome in your life um i love how she's got a podcast called stop faking fine which is <laughs> phenomenal and every single woman needs to listen to it because you all do it don't <laughs> even hide and pretend like you don't
1: <laughs> it's so true it's yeah. so it's so true and when you talk about like overcoming and steadfast it's it certainly didn't happen overnight Julianne right. this is a nine year journey. So if I bring it all the way back to my husband died when we were 40 and my children were six, eight, and 10. And if you go back to that moment, we were healthy. We were fit. We were, I was, I was living the dream. Like when you ask, what is it that you wanted out of life? I wanted to be a mom. I wanted these babies. I wanted my husband all of the things and you know we're living every day hurried busy normal life with young children and he was fine and living his best life corporate executive doing all the things that we sh- thought that we should be doing and in July of 2013 we found out that he had stage 4 kidney cancer and in August of 2013 he died like so just, just like, just like, I mean, it was a six week hospital driven whirlwind yeah. of surgeries and this and that. And thankfully I had friends and family that basically took my children on a six week camp. Yeah. They, they lived their best life that summer, not knowing what was going on because they went from your house to someone else's house to right. whatever doing fun things so that they had they didn't have to know what was going on. Um, but I remember coming home from the hospital after that and thinking to myself, seriously, God, like I just have left my husband dead in the hospital. And I've come home to three children, six, eight, and 10 looking at me, Boys. boys, 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 looking at me going, all right, what's for dinner. Yeah. And I remember my oldest, so a 10 year old was playing. They were all three playing with the neighbors in the driveway. I came home from the hospital, sat everyone down. And I was like, you guys, like daddy just died. And they looked at me not knowing, I mean, they're six, eight and 10. Right. They don't know what to do with that information. Right. They were like, okay, can we go back outside? yeah, you can go back outside. They went outside and basically announced to their friends like, oh, my dad just died. Mm -hmm. So can I have the chalk? Like, let's get back to doing what we were doing. And Mm -hmm. so then all of a sudden the moms of the friends that were outside started calling Mm -hmm. like, wait, what just happened? What just did, did that really just happen? And so when you talk about overcoming, like, I didn't even know how to start doing that. Right. Right had no had no clue. So, from a faith perspective, I definitely came home, kind of put my Bible in my nightstand in yeah. the drawer, and was like, all right, we're we're taking a break here, yeah, because I felt I was devastated. like first of all, my husband just died. I have three children that I intended to raise with a partner, with the love of my life, with their dad. And I had prayed super hard. We had prayed super hard. We had been, you know, had all the deacons of the church in, done all of the things. We were taking communion in the hospital. Like we were rolling. We were rolling deep. We were, we were, we were plugging into everything that we knew and yet he still died. And so I really felt like God left me hanging. Yeah. Like how let down, down. like, how could this be possible? Right. So I, I dove in, I'm a nerd. I have a master's degree in science, in engineering. So like I I dove into reading about cancer. Like that was therapeutic for me to try to look for an answer, to try to figure out, which is how I have kind of pivoted in my own personal career toward inflammation and stress management right. and helping your body function better because I thought I knew all the things. Mm-hmm. Eat a salad, work out, sleep. Right. You're gonna be amazing.
0: Right. And, and, and then check then check. Check, check, check. I ate my salad
1: and right. I went for a run today. So yeah. I am healthy. And as it turns out, like that's not what health is, but that's all I knew at the time. Right. Um so my overcoming journey has been, it's been a lot. And learning about cancer, learning about how your body functions, really helped me kind of pivot the way that I lived my life. Yeah. But also, bec- being in this community where I met you, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, yeah. surrounding myself with other faith-based women,
0: yeah,
1: that really help you grow. Yeah. Because I couldn't have done it on my own. That's right. Like I came. I came back around. I mean, it's been nine years. So not that I walked away from God all around. like, I just kind of pressed pause on my devotional time, my time in the Bible, my time in really feeling like he was my heavenly father and really looking after me because I was kind of like, yeah, I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm hurt. And I don't really know what to do with that hurt. So I'm going to put you in a box and ignore you for, you know, a while, yeah. like years, years. I mean, I still, my kids are in private Christian school. So we're still, you know, I, 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 I asked for others to help me
0: yeah.
1: raise them by putting them in this school, but my own personal journey kind of suffered. Yeah. And it wasn't until I leaned back into my faith, got to the place where I felt that Jason's prayers were answered. And that took me years, like years of really reflecting, thinking about it and saying, okay, God, like, I know that you have me and I know that you love me and have a plan for my life. I don't understand why the plan involved ripping my husband off the face of the earth. Like, I don't understand how that's part of it, but I do understand that God doesn't give cancer. Like the enemy is out there and it happens. Like it happens in your body. It happens. But I do remember a distinct moment where Jason was like, listen, I do not want to live in a hospital bed in our living room. I do not want our boys to watch me. Like I do not yeah. want that. And so I have like an amazing faith now because I do believe that his prayers were answered.
0: Yeah. And
1: I can I can sleep at night knowing that. Yeah. Even though even though my prayers selfishly weren't answered. Right. And and
0: we're we're
1: good. Like my boys and I we have a different family dynamic than yeah. everyone else has. Yeah. But I see the blessing in that. Mm-hmm. Because we have like an amazing bond because it's the three of us, the four of us, me and the three of them. Um
0: yeah. That's cool. I love that. I love how how open you are about it because so often people will be like, um, they just want to sugarcoat the whole experience it was a really plug earmuffs on children. It was a mm-hmm. really shitty experience. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that's a hard thing to go through. And I did exactly what you did when I lost my dad, I was like, okay, I'm going to just geek out on learning everything I can about the brain. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know, I don't, what? Like what? Yeah. Who's 63? Are you kidding? Like, how yeah. did he die of Alzheimer's? What? I see 90 year olds in wheelchairs still with Alzheimer's and my dad's dead. You know, yeah. like you go through that, isn't fair. Like all of those mm-hmm. emotions, those thoughts, and I did the same thing. Like, why weren't my prayers answered, Lord? Like, what what is good in this? You say you are working all things. for the good <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> um, excuse me. I don't see what's good in this. I'm gonna need to see what's good in this, please. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, He hears you. He's listening. But he's not going to be like, okay, here it is. Here's like the whole scheme of the world, everything that's going on. You know, I've been here from the beginning. I'll be here to the end. I've already been to the end. And yeah, he doesn't just reveal that that's where faith comes in. And there is that moment that you have to go, okay. Yeah. Even if, even if I don't fully understand doesn't mean I still can't trust you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it all. And I mean, my children at the time, again, are six, eight and 10. So they're going through like the sex ed class at, at school. And they're like, bring your dad. And it's a daddy, daddy son event and all of the things. And every single event that happened that had anything to do with having a normal family was like a dagger to my heart. Yeah. And it's like, I would be brave and show up for my children and, and put my best foot forward and come home and crumble. Yeah. Like absolutely crumble. And it wasn't until the point where I could cry out to be like, God, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then really lean into that. And that's kind of where stop thinking fine came into it because I would be out with other people I'd be like, yeah, yeah, life is great. Oh, yes, I'm handling all of it. And then come home and cry. And it's like, I'm not really handling any of it. And I got really tired of people saying, you're so strong. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not strong, but you're forced into a situation that you're a survivor and you're going to show up and you're going to do the things and you need your community and you need God. It's so true, and the more I, you know, we talk about like the way you start your day and whatnot. The more I start my day filling my mind with really good devotionals with my Bible time, whether it's five minutes or five hours. Like if I can feed that to my mind at the beginning of the day, it's helpful.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, as you're sitting here talking, and and on one of your episodes, you talk about um, how everybody again, I. Anytime that something horrible happens, right? You have this like period of time where people are bringing you meals, and like you have the meal train and the support train, and then it's like, oh wait, now I got to figure out this how to do life on my own because yeah. <laughs> that all stops. <laughs> and um, but the opinions and the advice from other people that doesn't seem to stop. And you talk a lot about how like all the shoulds. Oh, Danny, you should be doing this. You should mm-hmm. be doing this, and just people shooting all over you, and it's like what was that turning point for you of the, the shoulding and being like, you know what? Thank you, but I've got to. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, but no, thank you. Right.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank thank you, 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 but no,
1: thank you. But it takes, it takes your confidence in yourself and your confidence in what God has for your life in order to say, no, thank you to the should do's like, Everyone and their brother was like, oh my gosh, you should move home. You should not work. You should get a job. You should, what you've, you've got to be destitute. You should la da 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 -da. And I found myself in a, in a, like a tailspin where I was like, I've lost my footing because mind you, Jason and I dated for seven years. We were married for 15. We met when we were 19. So like from age 19 to age 40. He was my sounding board.
0: Yeah, he was he, your, was he was your life partner. Like, he, he, was was yeah. he was my person.
1: He was my person. And so I didn't make all of the decisions that that were made were made together or with chatting about like you know what do you think what do you think. When in the absence of that other person I found myself like listening to what everyone was saying and all of a sudden I was like I don't really know what I should do. Right? What what should I do? And there's a moment and I talk about this on my podcast. where, like, I got a dog because everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Dana, your boys, sweet boys. Like <laughs> they don't have a dad. They need a dog. Oh my gosh. You should get a dog. And my kids got all like wound up about like, yeah, yeah. I would love a dog. I would love a dog. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. All right. And I knew I'm, I, I will love your animal at your house but I do not, that's just not in my DNA. Like I don't want to care for it. Like I just don't want to do it. But anyhow, I go ahead. I get this like really expensive, fancy, purebred, amazing, cute little chocolate lab. I had her for seven days and I was like, you've lost your mind. Like I'm having talks with myself. I'm having talks with myself. And I'm like, this is, this is next level. You've lost your mind. Like well, what?
0: Lab. Like very extreme. <laughs> what are
1: you doing? I have these boys. They're probably like eight, 10 and 12 at the time. Right. Like I don't really remember the exact time, but a couple of years after Jason died. And I remember sitting on my porch waiting for this dog to apparently poop. It's like sniffing all around and doing all the things. <laughs> I had lined up my summer. It's June. I had lined up my summer. So my kids were at camp, right? They need to be at camp so that mommy can live her life, you know, whatever. I've organized my life the way that I want it to be on my own, but I've then allowed this dog to be part (laughs) of what we're doing. So now I'm late for, I teach, I teach group fitness classes because I love exercise. So I'm sitting on my porch and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late to this class that I have to teach. Like, what is this dog actually doing? Yada, yada, yada. So I have this moment with myself where I'm like, Dana, you have lost your mind. And it was like at that moment that I was like, okay, this dog is going back to the breeder. We've had her for seven days. I had to sign all kinds of things to say if I didn't want her, she could go back, blah, blah, blah. Worked out just fine. My kids are not traumatized. As it turns out, they actually didn't care. Like, as it turns out, we did not need a dog. Uh, They did not, I mean, they cared, like, I don't mean that emotion, they're not emotionally bankrupt, but like, it didn't affect them in the way that everyone said it would affect them, right? It's the shoulds, like, Dana, you should get a dog. No, our family doesn't need a dog. What my kids needed was a sane mother that had the capacity to love them with my whole heart. Right. And I was being bankrupt of that capacity because now I'm frazzled waiting for a dog and doing a dog and all the things. And it's like, I don't actually need that. So like for me, having that moment of listening to what other people thought a grieving widow with three children needed, as it turns out, none of these people that still had a husband, didn't have three kids, weren't in my situation. They can't tell you what you should do.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: And being confident enough in your own ability, like having that gut feeling, like I knew in my gut that I did not want this dog, but I did it anyways, because I thought that I should. And And that's just one small example I think of what we all do on a daily basis. Like if enough people tell you you should do something, you might try it. Right. But it's not what God has for you. That's
0: right. That's right. And you, and you lose the, uh, I talk about this a lot. Like you lose that anointing that comes with it. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're when God calls you to something and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, Lord, and you're in it and you're pursuing it. And like the anointing starts flowing. And then everybody else that you allow to have influence in your life is like, oh, that you need to do this funnel. You need to do this kind of website. You need to do this. And you're like, okay. And you squirrel and you start chasing all these shiny Mm -hmm. things and you might have success. I say with air quotes, (laughs) (laughs) but you've lost that anointing. And now you're working out of the grind instead of the overflow Mm -hmm. and really God's like, cool. I'm going to let you do your thing. But when you're ready, you know, to come back to the lamplight because he's a lamp unto our feet. Mm -hmm. And so often we jump way ahead of him. We're like, hey Lord, can you come illuminate this area for me, please? I'm confused and lost. (laughs) Yeah. Oh daughter, come back to the lamplight. Like right here in this space, come back here. This Mm -hmm. is where you belong. And it's
1: what you said about who you allow that's right. to have influence. That's right. Like, I think those are really important words because we do allow the influence Yeah. and people can talk all day long. And now in the place that I am emotionally, mentally, I can allow you to talk, but I don't have to like lean in to be like, right. Oh, that's right. the best idea ever. I'm going to go do what you're doing. <laughs> No, we' like, got start I, a laundry mat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> squirrel, squirrel. Right. No, and we all we can get so busy yeah. stuffing our days with like the squirrel for here, the squirrel for there, the this, the that, the other thing. That at the end of the day, you're too tired to listen to what God has to say. That's right. You have to be able to lean into that, and for for years. I couldn't do that. Like grief and cortisol, my fight or flight hormone, like all of that took over my ability to really focus and lean in and think, Yeah. but like years of work and work really on my, on myself has allowed me to be in a place where, okay, I can lean in to that. Yeah. And then life really gets good. And that's where the overcoming happens.
0: That's right. That's right. It, it's so true, Dana. You know, I've, I've really come to this realization here recently forever. I've said, you know, we live out what we believe, which is true. Like at the end of the day, you do what you want, period end of story, mm-hmm. you know? Um. But recently God's really been putting on my heart. Like it's, it's so much more than that. It's what you perceive about your belief that affects your behavior. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that was mind blowing to me because I believe at the end of the day, like gun to my head, God is good. I believe that. Mm -hmm. But what do I perceive about that belief that God is good? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, circumstances that come up, and my perception is skewed because of who I've allowed to have influence in my life. Yes, it's crazy, and yes, that was what was driving my behavior—that perception of the belief instead of the belief itself.
1: Yeah, like for me, the perception of the belief that all whole families have dogs—that was my perception, right, of the belief because right. that's what. I don't even want to say society, but just that's what people were telling me. And so that's what I decided that I would believe was true.
0: Right. I would be whole
1: with the dog. (laughs) I would be whole. My, my children would be whole with a dog. Right. So I'm going to get a dog. Right. As it turns out, that wasn't God's plan for my life. Yeah. Like Dana could not emotionally handle a dog. Dana doesn't have the, you know, the extra time energy patience or love
0: like you said the capacity The capacity yeah
1: to want to do that yeah so it goes back to okay daughter go get yourself a dog go pay a lot of money for it right I'm going to let you I'm going to even give you people that are going to tell you the best best breeder in your area
0: right go do it go do
1: it when you decide that that's not for you right you can bring your path back
0: yeah to the lamplight
1: to the (laughs) lamplight Bring your path back to the lamplight. And we'll try this again.
0: Yeah. Like that's
1: so, I feel like it's so, I mean, not, I feel it's such a simple concept, but it is so hard. Yes. You need to be diligent to work through it because it's making a million little decisions that keep you at the lamplight.
0: That's right. And it's, it's that discipline to do so. You know, so often people think that, okay, if you're following God, like there's this degree of ease to it. And I haven't found that to be the case, (laughs) you know, like you have to be very disciplined. You have to be like, you know what, there are things that I am not going to do. And there Mm -hmm. are things I absolutely must do. And I'm going to keep myself on a short leash with some particular things. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes. It's it's not easy, and nothing worthwhile ever is. But there is this, like you were saying, this simplicity mm-hmm. about it. We're the ones that complicate the crap out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, hey, easy right here in the lamplight. It's so easy
1: right here in the lamplight. So we complicate it because we get distracted. Yep. And distractions are everywhere, and yep. then we get distracted. We start going down a different path because we we're like, oh, well, my kids need this or that, or oh, I have to do this, or I have to do that, or blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, you don't have the energy to do what was on your path.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Staying on your path allows you to overcome. Yeah. Because otherwise you're overwhelmed.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Period end of story. I lived overwhelmed, faking fine for years and years and years until. I decided that I was done. Yeah, Yeah. I was. I was done listening to what everyone else had to say. I love the conversation, and I love talking about what you're doing. And you know, maybe there's something that you're doing in your business that I can be like, "Oh, that's a really cool idea. Like, tell me more about that." But it's not, "Oh, Dana, you should."
0: Right. Yes.
1: There's a difference.
0: Yep. And even if the "Oh, Dana, you should" comes out of somebody else's mouth, like you're in the position now where you don't have to receive it that way. Right. You know, like your, your filter has changed of the way in which you see things.
1: Yeah. The way in which you perceive it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Which is such a, it's such a blessing to be able to perceive things through God's lens of this is what I have for you and be confident and so sold out on what your mission is that you don't, let those exterior voices really get to you. Yeah. Like when you talk about those exterior voices, I always think about like when you were pregnant in the grocery store, like everybody and their brother wanted to tell you what you should do. And like, unfortunately that situation doesn't go away. Right. The subject just changes. The subject just changes. It's like, oh, in your business, oh, in raising children, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh,
0: right. Yes.
1: Shut it down. Shut it down.
0: i will just smile <laughs> smiling on that. I'll, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Uh, oh yes, uh, and it, it's so it's so needed. And I just want to encourage you that's listening right now to not allow the shoulds all over yourself because it, God has so much more for you. And at the beginning, when I was talking about. Dana I've always seen Dana as being so steadfast and immovable and I just picture that oak tree those roots that run so deep and and that's what makes it immovable and the thing is they're not evergreen like those leaves fall those leaves you know you you move in the storms and you bend and you flow but you don't Break. And even though you had those breaking moments, like mm-hmm. your roots ran deep. I mean, that's why I have the oak tree tattoo on my arm, just to remind me of that is that it's all about where you're rooted and like really being able to lean into that strength, no matter what the outside conditions and circumstances are. Heck yeah. Yeah. And I Heck love yeah. That you. All right. And we're going to ha- do a speed round. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Am I ready? (laughs) I don't know. What's going to happen right now. And I even changed up the questions. Um, Okay. Okay. I asked this one of everybody because I'm like compiling just a list of all these places I want to travel. So what is one place you want to travel on your bucket list?
1: Ooh, a place that I've been or a place that I want to go? Want to go. Turks and Caicos.
0: (gasps) Turks and Caicos. Why?
1: Um, Because the water is so blue and pretty and I am just a beach girl.
0: Yes. Like
1: I'm sorry I don't like the cold. I went to school at Michigan Tech in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I wow. spent my time. I served my time with the snow. I oh, served no. my time. God, snow is gorgeous and beautiful and there is a season where you can withstand that. Right. I am I have I have passed through that season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can do Cold like that for about three days. I can't even do a season. I can do about three yeah. days and then I'm done. Yeah, I I love skiing for a couple hours. Yeah, and then I like the lodge. Yeah, <laughs> and then into the hot tub I go. Yes. Okay, ice cream or pie?
1: Ooh, chocolate cake.
0: Chocolate cake. She threw a wrench in there. She said neither. <laughs> chocolate cake. I love chocolate. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite activity to do with your boys?
1: Oh, uh, anything active. Like honestly, my absolute favorite activity is to throw them off a tube behind a boat.
0: That's amazing.
1: The, I mean, I have teenagers. Like yeah. I I have teen I have teenage boys. They're, I wouldn't say they're all adrenaline junkies, but doing things that are active. We also are huge fans of top golf or any of those little golf things because yeah. it's something active. I'm right. I'm down for anything that I can be in included in and everyone can have fun. Yeah. But they're teenage boys and we need to move. We're not going to sit down and play cards.
0: Sure not gonna do it.
1: <laughs> no, sure not gonna do it.
0: Nope. Only with raining <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite book of the Bible?
1: Ooh, Psalms.
0: Psalms. Why Psalms?
1: Um because of all the promises and yeah. all its uplifting.
0: Yeah.
1: And it reminds me of who I am. Yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. They're just these like love songs, but they're also really gut-wrenching. Like some of the, some of the words are like, Oh, like you've been through some things, David, you know, yeah. like, but it's still this, I can cry out to you, Mm -hmm. even though I have nothing left, like on the floor, carpet fibers in my nose, just yes.
1: I mean, that was my life for, I mean, and I won't even, say that it, that part is over because I don't think that you ever it's not that I don't think. I know that you never stop grieving. The sure. seasons of grief just change. Yes. And the snot nose crying still happens. It's 9 years later. It's 9 years later and I can still find myself in a place where I am snot nose crying because he is not here
0: yeah. and
1: I am missing.
0: Yeah.
1: That. And so the song, the promises. I yes. Love
0: that. Um, what is your favorite quote? I know that's a hard one to do on the fly, but is there? Oh,
1: yes. So, so Henry Ford said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you are correct. Yeah. And I, I honestly say that to myself quite often, and I will say it to my children because it is a matter of our minds.
0: Yes. Yes. It's so true. Your perception.
1: It's your perception. And Joyce Meyer, like back in the day, wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind. Yeah. I remember someone sharing it with me and me being like, I don't even understand what that, what are you talking about, battlefield of the mind? I I was too young and naive to understand that like your mind is a battlefield.
0: Absolutely.
1: And you have to come prepared for war. (laughs) Daily. 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 Yes.
0: It's so true. It's so true, and that I I didn't learn that either until I my dad died and I started really digging in deep about our mind and how our brains are these supercomputers that they just they just want to function using the least amount of energy possible, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just want to always take the path of least resistance. And it's like that's why that discipline comes in,
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: you have to be really intentional about like no no brain like if. If I'm going to be pursuing this line now, like this is this standard that I've lived by this default line that I've said is acceptable in my life. I'm no longer saying is acceptable. Mm -hmm. It's an uphill climb to get Mm -hmm. to that next level. And that's Mm -hmm. where like we both experienced again, surrounding ourselves with the people of that positive influence and that are living at that level to be able to pour into us and be like, girl, you can do this. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean,
1: this is like a whole other podcast, but you are who you surround yourself by. If you're surrounding yourself by pe- around people on a daily basis that are not on the mental level that you want to be in, in life and business and faith and whatever, yeah. you're not going to grow. Yep.
0: Yeah. Period.
1: <laughs> End of story. Period. Mic drop. Mic drop. Like
0: period. End of story. Yeah. You
1: are not going to grow because- you're, it's not modeled
0: for you. That's right. That's right. And we're not meant to do this life alone again, period. Mm -mm. Or it's not. No. Yeah. I love it. All right, Dana. Thank you so much. Hey, is there anything else? One last piece of advice for the woman who is crying on her shower floor right now in this moment? Like what advice would you give to her?
1: Find a community. If you don't have a community, look for one. Yeah. Social media is amazing. I have met some of the most amazing people on social media. Other widows, other other people walking the same life yeah. and wanting to really rise up yeah. and 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 help themselves. And we help ourselves by helping others, True. and we grow through that together. Um, And and podcasts like these podcasts are amazing. Taking little nuggets, go for a walk,
0: Yeah.
1: take a, listen to a podcast, fill your mind. If you don't want to get into the Bible, you don't want to get into a devotional. You don't want to read. Don't do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Hop on a podcast, fill your mind with something positive to help yourself get off the floor. Take the time to be on the floor. Like we need to cry. You need to let it out. You need to cry. There, there is like, I can get nerdy about all the scientific research around the actual release of tears and crying. You need to do it, but then pick yourself up, download a podcast, go for a 15 minute walk and reset your brain.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: That's what those I got. Simple,
0: those simple steps. I love that, Dana. Thank you so much. Hey, listen. Be sure that I mean all of her links and everything will be in the show notes. So go check out Dana. Um, she's an amazing coach for um, fighting against inflammation and cortisol. And you know, I know women. We stress a lot, and that is that that hormone is that stress hormone. And Dana is just. I mean, she's helping change lives. Um, through being able to deal with that on a nutritional level and really get you back to healthy and be sure to check out her stop baking fine podcast dana thank you so much for coming yeah thank you so much for having me julianne yes all right my friends that's all i have for you today remember the best version of you begins on your next level of faith bye for now